In the business of photography, it's easy to get tunnel vision. Focusing on your craft, your client list, and your email inbox can take up enough of your time that considering alternative ways of boosting your business is not even on your radar. But in a world that's ever-changing and a business that follows suit, the importance of staying relevant and open-minded is oftentimes what stands between us and the next level of success. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-host and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today you're in for a real treat. I'm absolutely delighted to have Sarah Heater join us on the podcast today. Talk about a full circle moment. Sarah has been with this podcast since its inception as our very own podcast producer. In addition to being a full-service podcast producer, Sarah is the owner of PodFox Media and Strategic Consultant. Her passion for podcasting and what it can do for your business is tangible as you will hear in this episode today. Sarah shares how to determine if podcasting would suit you and be a source of growth in your own photography business. So without further ado, I now present to you episode number 19 of the Motherhood Anthology Podcast. So if you guys love podcasts and you love listening to podcasts, or if you've ever thought of having your own podcast, I think you're going to be really excited about today's episode. I am here with with Sarah. Sarah is, I guess your title would be our podcast producer. Is that right? I mean, I guess you could call it whatever you'd like to. I call myself (laughs) a a full service podcast producer and strategic consultant. That's a very good description of what you do. So thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I would say it's it's personal branding, right? <laughs> I could tell you put some thought into that description. <laughs> like, I love that. So, you know, we're pretty new at the podcasting thing here at TMA. And you have been such a wonderful person to work with. We all laugh because I, I guess you listen to all the unedited audio of everything that we do. And when you send it back to us, edited and uploaded and ready to go for our listeners, we're always just so amazed that that's us. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like we actually, we say we enjoy listening to our own podcast. It's like by the time you take it and you do your magic with it, it's like you make us look and sound good. So you are very talented and just so easy to work with. And so I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I will take some credit, but a lot of the credit, I mean, most of the credit is yours. The content has been amazing. And I think the reception to the podcast really shows. I I hope you're okay with it. I would love to share that already this podcast is performing in the top 5% of all the podcasts in the world, which is pretty incredible. You sent us that information and I want to ask you, Sarah, just, I feel like, are there, what, like, how can that be? Like, are there just not that many podcasts or? There's a lot of bloat, just like with any industry probably. And so this is one of the things actually that I think is really important to talk about anyway, because it sort of feels like there's tons of podcasts. Everybody has a podcast. Is there even any room for me to start one? But the reality is that of 3 million podcasts that are online, less than 40% have even posted an episode in the past 90 days. And of the ones who 
have posted an episode in the past 90 days, the average podcaster quits between episode seven and 11. So some of it is a numbers game that sticking with it matters. But that global five top 5% thing is based on how many listeners are retained week over week, how many listeners, new listeners are coming each week, and also the completion rate of your episodes. So it is like a conglomerate of metrics that sort of determines and some people would say just like with any stat or metric that it's only as valuable as you make it <laughs> but I like celebrating all of the yeah all I, was the gonna, I was gonna say yeah we're gonna celebrate that that is we love that and we're very excited you know the thing the podcast has has done for us is that it has given us a way to create and content and serve our community in a way that we weren't able to do through blog posts or other contents. It's just been really special. And the feedback has been so, so good. And just, it means so much to me. I can't tell you how many people have messaged and commented that they love it, that they listen to it every week. And that really, really means a lot because I feel like it's just so personal. Like I feel I think, you know, I, it doesn't allow you to be anybody that you're not. So my approach to this is just, um, I really like to find things that I'm interested in or things that I want to learn about or things that I know that would be valuable to others like me. And I just, just am honest about what I know and what I don't know. And that feels really like intimate and special. And I think that's the beauty of a podcast. Absolutely. Totally agree. I'm sure that shocks you. And so another thing, like, so we're talking to our audience and our audience being the photographer is kind of different than when we talk about them having a podcast, it would be a little bit different than the motherhood anthology having a podcast. And I guess it never really occurred to me until um, we talked to Chelsea Hollis in our episode six, she has a podcast called milestone mama her audience would be, you know, the expecting mother. And so her podcast serves them, but she's also a photographer. So I thought, well, that is just brilliant that, you know, I guess it wouldn't have occurred to me that as a photographer, I could have a podcast that would serve my client. So that's why I wanted you to be here today was just to talk to our photographer listeners about how they could plug this idea into their businesses and how it would be how it would work for them. So I'm excited yeah, to dive into I came that. up with a ton of ideas and I can't wait to dig in. And you know what? I think this is really particularly perfect for the TMA community because this is the community where people take, I want to make this photography thing into a profitable business and they completely level that up to building their own success. And and that's what this podcast is all about. And I think this is going to fit right into that. So let's just start off and talk about why podcasting. I know you have a lot of great points that some of them we've covered. Well, everyone always talks about how important video is. We're hearing about video, video, video all the time when we talk about social media strategy and personal branding. We all agree, especially photographers, right? That photos perform better on social media than just writing about things. And video tends to perform even better than photos do. But what we don't hear a lot about is how audio-only content has some really unique benefits. 
And one of those things is the completion rate. So if you've ever tried to start any kind of YouTube channel or anything like that, or if you go live on Facebook or Instagram, it is, or even not live, just posting recorded videos. If you look at the stats and the metrics behind the scenes, it's so hard to get people to watch the whole thing. So often they're catching it on their scroll and you have about five to 15 seconds to get their attention, which is part of the reason why short form video like TikTok and Reels have become so popular because that's about the attention span you get of somebody scrolling social media. But with audio only content, people are getting the entire message on average People who start a podcast episode are finishing at least 90% of every episode that they start. So that's a really, really powerful opportunity for people to really get connected to you. And I mentioned it feels like there's a lot of podcasts out there, but really it's a blue ocean. In fact, listeners who are average, regular podcast listeners, they have about seven shows in their rotation at any given time. So it's not like they're just tuning in to that one podcast and that's the only podcast they listen to. There are situations like that. I would say those are people who are not typically podcast listeners, but they specifically want to listen to that content creator. But People who like podcasts as a whole, they're listening to about seven shows in rotation. And it's kind of like TV, right? Like there's not just a show that you would watch. There's like a handful of shows that you might be interested in putting on at any given time. So same kind of thing. And the reality is that with three million podcasts on the internet, less than half of them are active. So releasing content in the last 90 days. If you wanted seven of those shows in your rotation, finding seven shows that are built from content created specifically for you is kind of (laughs) hard. So listeners are actually actively, hungrily, eagerly seeking content that was created specifically with them in mind. Right. I say that, that that is that that is true what you say because I, I think I have about seven. I love a podcast because you know, you're busy on the go, you're a mom or an entrepreneur, like you don't have time to like, I don't have time to sit and read very often. Like, so I'm either in the in the car is usually the only time that I have to like listen and focus. And yes, I'm your avatar for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And speaking of content that's created specifically for you, so the the seven that speak specifically to you, part of how we capture whether content feels like it was created specifically for us and the impact of listening to content created specifically for us is the sense of intimacy. And you mentioned that at the beginning, that it feels very intimate. You're being very much you and you're showing up very much as yourself and you're sharing yourself. And to a certain extent, that's very vulnerable. And and of course it can be a little nerve wracking, right? Right. But that creates a sense of intimacy that actually mimics the intimacy of a phone call. And so if you think about the average podcast being about 25 to 45 minutes long and coming out once per week, which of course there's exceptions, but that's average, (laughs) then thinking about the number of people that you talk to on the phone every week for 25 to 45 minutes at a time, I mean, that number is slim to none, right? So think about how powerful that is to be able to have that level of intimacy with your customers or clients or mentees or however, you know, whatever your chosen 
audiences, your ideal audience. That is an unbelievable no like and trust opportunity. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like there even it's it's kind of a weird dynamic because if you stop and think about it, I have no idea who's listening. So when we, I do get those, you know, messages and notes back saying, I listened, I loved it. When you shared this, that was so meaningful. It's pretty special. And so when you create connections, like I, I feel like I would not have been able to create connections like that just through social media, you know, so it it is a pretty special thing. And I can really see how you could take that. And as an entrepreneur, business owner, photographer, how you could create those relationships with your, your clients. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, so how, um, how could our listener, the photographer, give us some ideas? Like what, what would you, how could they serve their client with a podcast? Yeah. It can be kind of hard to think of a podcast topic, right? Maybe if you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, I don't do what, what the motherhood anthology ladies do. So what would my podcast even be about? And I would say the first place I would start is to consider how you connect with your customers or clients personally in what you already do. Like, what do those connection conversations look like? And that's going to be part of your sales conversations. That's going to be maybe in like preparation calls before your actual session. And then during sessions themselves, like what do those connection points and connection moments that really mean a lot? in that moment and make those sessions really special, what do those look like? And so talking again about Chelsea and her podcast, Milestone Mama, think about if you have a specific niche, think about that niche. So one example, of course, could be motherhood, and that would be conversations about all things motherhood. There's plenty of podcasts. There's a whole parenting category and a kids and family category. You could also potentially have a niche that's newborn. And so maybe you're having conversations about pregnancy and infants because those would be, that would be warming up the funnel for people who would be looking for your newborn services. Maybe your niche is engagement or wedding. And so conversations about wedding planning or marriage advice or even relationship topics in general, just talking about relationship dynamics. Maybe you have a niche around like family legacy and memory keeping. And so you could have conversations on a podcast about how do we document our family memories and why is that important? And what are some of the many ways in addition to the different types of photography that we as humans in families measure and document our legacy and our memories? There's tons of conversations to be had around that. And then I wanted to kind of flip it on its head a little bit and say, you could also have a podcast that is more specific to photography. So how to prepare for sessions, why your specific niche of photography is important, what those sessions can mean to people, tips and tricks for a successful session. This could be a little bit more challenging possibly uh, in order to have enough content to you know, stretch into a podcast people would care to listen to long-term, but it doesn't have to necessarily be a long-term podcast. You could use it as a private or premium feed for your clients to listen to a few episodes between booking and their actual session. So there's lots of ways to think about it. Mm, I love that idea. That's a great idea. And you could do a combination of all of those things. If you're a, you know, you could do motherhood and preparing for sessions and, documenting your family family it could be all of those things like definitely yeah 
Another thing that I wanted to take a minute to talk about, and this is what I do when I say I am a full service podcast producer and strategic consultant. The strategic consultant part is where I really help my projects that I get to work on like this one. I help you guys think about considering your overall mission or purpose. And can you summarize that in two sentences or two to three bullet points? Because then it becomes so much easier to build content around any and all subjects that relate back to that. And I have a few examples. (laughs) So I went ahead and looked at the websites for the TMA partners and uh, starting with Kim Box Photography. (laughs) And you have on your website in your about section that your one of your missions or purposes is to capture images that are full of sincere emotion that will become more cherished as the years go by, which is really beautiful. And if you think about that, what even the way you phrase that, the way that that kind of phrase comes together, any content that goes around that full of sincere emotion that will become more cherished as the years go by. You could have a whole podcast around that, right? Mm -hmm. Jenny Kruger has (laughs) beautiful light, simple items, neutral and calming tones and filled with layers of texture and emotion. And she specifically shares sort of a little story about as a child, seeing her mother as amazing and beautiful, but her mother was not in the pictures. Right. And so trying to turn that around for other people's families and her photography. So There's a lot of themes there of layers of texture and emotion that you could certainly have conversations around that for a podcast. And then Allison or Lentiel Photography, she has on her website a relaxed, fun, luxury experience your whole family will enjoy. And she goes on to say, have a cranky toddler or stubborn spouse perfect. That happens to be our specialty. Uh So what if you had a whole podcast about cranky toddlers and stubborn spouses, right? This is a little bit different. So we've got Kim and Jenny who maybe have these emotional, sincere, sensitive um, storytelling type of things. And then you've got sort of this totally different energy or vibe of have a cranky toddler or a stubborn spouse, that's a whole other podcast of conversations, right? So if you look at your own website, what do you have in your about section right now? And what do you try to capture when you are creating your unique and specific experience for your clients? You're so good, Sarah. You did your homework. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun. I looked at this and I was like, of course they would have good, good about sections. (laughs) Well, it's so funny that to, to have you pull those out and read them back because it kind of sums us up as people like, like, I think we did good, like coming up with Mm -hmm. those lines because like, yeah, I'm kind of the, the sappy emotional one here. So that would be my line. And Jenny, like that sums her up. Like that's so good. And Allison is the fun, like you're going to hear rap music on her video. Like it's just like, (laughs) so exactly. And so, you know, whatever podcast you're thinking of starting, there are listeners out there who are looking for content that is created specifically for them in that exact same way, but I'm not done. I have more ideas. Okay. If you've got your wheels turning, keep listening. So one of the things that I've heard you all talk about a lot so far on this podcast is thinking about 
getting integrated in your community as a photographer, right? And so part of this could look like um, how you are becoming known in your community. It's also, of course, emphasizing that location-specific SEO so that when people are searching for photographers in your community, that they're going to find you. And so what about starting a podcast that is related to getting integrated in that community where you live or the location where you live. So this could look like connecting and sharing highlights of other local businesses in your area. So, you know, really digging into that shop local, support local, support small business type of crowd. You could do news or topics of interest for people in your area. So this is like establishing yourself as a key community leader and expert. And you could cover events, activities, and places of interest in your local area. And some of these might be like fairs or festivals or, um, again, like great restaurants. Or um, if you're specifically talking to families with small children, then maybe you'd be talking about what kind of places uh, in your community exist where people with small children might want to take those small kids, right? But it could also be talking about beautiful places where you would also like to take photos. And some people don't like to share that information. They like to keep that private. And I get that. So whatever um, whatever might fit into that category, there's lots of things that you could talk about that are all geographic related, <laughs> all, right. all location specific. Right. So you mentioned SEO, and that is a big topic with the Motherhood Anthology. So does podcasting help SEO and how? So if so, oh man, it's loaded. I think that the biggest thing that it's going to help with is that it's going to give you more content that you can share in more places, which is going to, at the end of the day, increase your SEO. Unfortunately, audio content is not super integrated into search engines yet. They are working on developing that. And there's a bunch of things that are coming in the industry that are going to help make searching for things and getting podcasts as your search results a lot easier. But I would say the main way that it's going to help you right now is it gives you some easy blog content. It gives you easy things, takeaways and quotes and clips that you can share on all the different social media platforms. And so it's really going to fuel that content engine more than anything. Yeah, it's certainly done that for TMA. So yes, I agree with that. So when you're thinking about, well, what the heck do I do? Where do I start? I would say one thing to think about is your, well, I guess three things to think about are your skills, interests, and values. And so what are you really good at? What do you really like and what is really important to you? So you could feature client stories or share stories from your business. You could share the behind the scenes of what it looks like to run your business. And then think about your goals for yourself and your business. Are you looking to fill your calendar in general? Like maybe you need more sessions as a whole and you're looking to fill that calendar. So you're looking for more clients to find you. Maybe you're looking to change your niche or to niche down in general. So I've heard a lot of stories so far through this community of people who were doing everything or they were doing weddings and what they want to do is switch away from that or to narrow it down to something else, right? So if you're looking to change your niche or niche down in general, this could be a great way to do that. 
are you looking to reach a different clientele? So we also talk a lot on this podcast about raising your prices, right? And if that feels scary because you aren't sure if all of your clients are going to follow you to a different price point, maybe what you need to do is attract a higher price point clientele. And this could be one way to do that. Or are you looking to become a coach or mentor or trainer and teach other photographers and become a leader in your industry or in your community? And so depending on what of those feels like one of your biggest goals or priorities in your business or a couple of your biggest goals or priorities for your business, that can help you kind of narrow down what your podcast topic might be as well, because you want to be obviously strategic. You don't want to coach photographers and also try to reach clients with the same podcast because that's not going to, that content's not going to appeal to the same people. That's full of like great ideas. Like I'm thinking my photographer brain is, is, (laughs) I don't think I have time for another podcast, Sarah, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, let's talk about like the style of episodes. So this is something I want to, as far as like TMA's podcast broaden a little bit. So tell our listener just the different episode styles that they could possibly Yes. Podcasting just looks like so many different things, right? There's so many ways to do it. And hopefully you've already gotten that impression from all the ideas we talked about. But I like to say there's five main episode types. Okay. Five styles of episode. The first one is the one that typically comes to mind when we think of podcasts, which is interviewing other experts. This could be in your same industry, or it could be what I call tangential experts. Okay. So on your podcast, most of the time you're interviewing other photographers today you're interviewing me. I'm definitely not a photographer. I do not have an expertise in photography. All of those ideas, I'm sort of limping along on what I know about photography, but but I'm not the expert on photography. So you bring me in as a tangential expert to talk about podcasting, and then you're the expert on photography, right? Right. So in this way, you're making connections and you're also able to learn yourself and your audience is also able to learn. The second type is teaching, training, coaching. And these would usually be solo episodes where you are establishing your expertise and your thought leadership. The third type would be storytelling. And storytelling I usually would classify it as a solo episode where you're telling stories, but really you could interview somebody to share a story. And and the point of this is that you're not teaching training or coaching. You're sharing stories. And these storytelling things are going to really emphasize that building of the no like, and trust and that intimacy that mimics a phone call. Because if I mm-hmm. talk to you every week on the phone for 25 to 45 minutes, we're going to be telling each other some stories. We're going to be talking about our past. We're going to be talking about what keeps us up at night. We're going to be talking about this thing that happened at Target today. Whatever it is, we're going to be sharing <laughs> stories, right? And then the fourth type is what I call testimonials or hot seat coaching. And testimonials would be interviewing like your clients, your customers, even your team, your employees or your partners, people who can speak to your expertise. Or you could bring somebody on if you're in a teaching, training, coaching mentor position, you could bring people on who can speak to your expertise, but also they get a free coaching or training session because they agree to have it be recorded and used for a podcast episode, right? Right. 
And then the fifth and final one, I know it sounds like a lot, but I just want to give you lots of things to think about is industry updates and news. So if one of the things you're trying to accomplish with your podcast is that you are an expert or a leader at something, then when there are updates or news in that industry, you should be one of the voices that your audience is hearing talk about it. So if you want to become an expert about your community and something big is happening in your community, then you have to talk about it, right? So there's lots of different things that your episodes could look like, lots of different styles you could do. So I think we like it on this podcast, like we've covered the interviewing and I say like Jenny and Allison will hop on and they do quite a bit of coaching. And then we've done the testimonial like thing with our, we do case studies and success stories but I really have had on my heart lately that I want to do some storytelling because I think that's one thing I kind of bring to the table. It's like, I've been doing this a long time, like 20 years. And so I, I say I could write a book with some of the things. I'm about. sure you could. <laughs> Just stories. And so I'm going to get with you and brainstorm that a little bit, but I do want to, I want to share some things. So I'm looking Yeah. And if you think that. about it, that storytelling piece partners really well with the teaching, training, coaching, because people know that you're smart and your advice is helpful, right? And when they hear the testimonials, they know other people, they're hearing from other people who've had success from taking that teaching, training, and coaching. But the storytelling is what builds like the friendship, right? And it's what makes us feel like wow, I really know her. It's crazy, but podcasting has the power of allowing you to become truly one of the most influential people in a listener's world because they're listening to you every week and they're turning to you every week and you hold a special place in their week, in their earbuds, right? Mm -hmm. So storytelling is such an important way. And you do this with your photography. That's a big part of what we were talking about earlier of what you even have on your website, right? It's a big part of who you are, of your personal brand and what's Mm -hmm. important to you in establishing those connections. So it's really, really endearing. Yeah. Um, So, and two, I'm thinking like, as far as like from the photographer's perspective, looking at podcasting, when you say testimonials, like as a photographer, I could think about, um, because as when you go in, especially I'm thinking like specifically like a newborn session, like when I spend an hour or two with a client, it's really, we get to know each other very well. So a lot of it's spent waiting and rocking and padding and, and how was your delivery? And like, are you getting any sleep? And what's your best um, tips? Like, do you have any tips? So you, I I think through the years, I've learned so much about people or about their struggles, or maybe the struggle that they had conceiving, or there's so many things that you get to learn about that person during the time that you spend with them. And I can really see how you could serve your client by taking that that mama and saying, you know, I just loved, like, I I loved getting to know you and like all the special things that you had to say, or all the, the knowledge that, you know, all the tips, like, gosh, that's so good. Would you mind hopping on, on my podcast? I have a podcast for new moms and sharing that and just talking to your clients as they share with you, like, man, that would be powerful. And I can really see that 
other moms to be new moms would just eat that up every week because as a new mom, you feel so isolated sometimes, you know, and just being able to hear from other new moms as you're feeding and rocking and, I, I think that's a that would be a really good Absolutely. idea. <laughs> and you can do that in so many different so many different age groups for niches, right? If you right. really wanted to emphasize that idea of one of the recent episodes you all did, you were talking about like a subscription where people are coming back for multiple sessions. Right. And so wanting to capture those different milestones, um, even thinking about, you know, talking about preschool and talking about seeing your kid off to, to his first day of kindergarten and that feeling and those kind of stories that you're having those conversations with these people, you're having these heart to heart connections. And that's one of the things that's actually where I started in my list of ideas is what do those connection conversations already look like Mm -hmm. in what you do? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So good. Okay. We're sold, Sarah. What do we do first? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the first thing that you do is validate your idea. So if this is going to be an ongoing podcast that you're going to maybe release weekly, like the average podcast, right? Then the first thing you want to do is come up with 50 episode ideas. Now that sounds like a lot, but the reality is you don't have to outline them. They just have to be general ideas of topics uh, that you might talk about or general ideas of people you might talk to, right? And if you can come up with 50, then you know, like off the top of your head, then you know you have plenty of content to create one episode per week, right, for a year. Because if you think about that, one episode per week for a year is 52 episodes. So if 50 ideas roll off the top of your head of, yes, I could talk about this, then that's a valid idea. If you don't have an easy time, if you can come up with three or four, then you either are going to look at, I mentioned briefly, like a limited run podcast where it's only going to be a couple of episodes and it's maybe people have to give their email for it or you're only giving it to your paid clients and they're just going to have these couple of episodes to listen to before their session. Or So it's either got to look like that or it's got to be you've got to go back to your idea and kind of flush it out a little bit more and find something that has more meat to it that you're going to be able to get more episodes out of in order for it to be a a valid podcast. So that's the first thing. Validate your idea. Yes. And I would say and I know you told us this up front, too, and 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 I know that you offer free strategy sessions with people to kind of just like hash this out in the beginning. But it is. It is a big project. Like it is totally worthwhile and it it is like nothing else. Like we said, like as far as like connection with people, but an episode a week um, when you're already busy is it's, it's a an commitment. undertaking. Yes, yeah. it is a commitment. <laughs> and I think that the thing that for me that I, that kind of made me nervous in the very beginning was it's a commitment that never ends. Like, you know, like it is 50 this year and 50 next year until you decide, I I know there are ways to take breaks once you get rocking and rolling, but um, that would be just the thing. Like for a photographer though, that is absolutely what you said would be true that I don't know that there would be that 
pressure to have it every single week that it could be something that was a limited run or I know you would start becoming more and more popular those limited podcasts it's a way to connect with your email list so you have something else to send them it's also a driver to your email list to get people to give their emails they have access to it and it could just be another way to intimately connect with your clients so if you're having the same conversation over and over and over to help them prepare offering it also as a a couple of podcast episodes they can listen to people take in information in different ways. So if you're finding that you're having to give the same information over and over to them and it's questions you've already answered or documentation you've already provided to them, or they don't take your advice like you told them to wear this or to, to prepare this way or to do their hair this way and they did not listen, then it might help to also provide it as as a limited private podcast that just has, you know, I don't know what it would look like, maybe three episodes, five episodes, seven episodes, something like that. They can be short and it's just a way for them to have that information to prepare for your session. That could be really, really valuable. So those private podcasts, that's becoming more and more and more popular this year. (laughs) The other thing I would say you should do to start is to think about what you would name your show. You want it to be keyword searchable. So just like we talk about everything with SEO when it comes to online presence, You want it to be really search friendly. You also want it to be pretty clear what it's about, and hopefully you can relate it back to what you do. And so I recommend to come up with your show name, make a list of a bunch of words that are just related to your idea, your business, the feelings, the vibes, the the niche, whatever, tons of, of words or phrases, and then list a bunch of words or phrases your ideal listener is specifically searching for. So you had mentioned, you know, do you have any tips for new moms or tips for delivery or things like that? What are they searching for? What are they going on to Google and typing in? And then also, once you have those lists, try different combinations of those words and see if you can kind of put something together that sounds good that you like. And then finally, you want to check to see if it's taken. So does somebody already have a podcast by that name? Most of the time, they're not trademarked, but you still don't want the brand confusion. Even if it's not trademarked, you want to have a show that does not already have a name that exists on that podcast app. So your 50 episode ideas or deciding to structure your show in a different way. And then your show name, those would be the first two steps. Gosh, Sarah, you're just so smart and you're just, you have been such a guide for us and you have made this so easy and you're just I mean, I'm, I'm not just saying these things. I mean, I, t- I really, really mean them. Like you're just so easy to work with and you're always like so helpful. And Thank I just, you. Yes. I, this is something I've kind of had on my mind, like a, on my bucket list for a long time and you, it kind of a dream. And so I just want to say thank you for helping me, um, helping me, accom- helping us, helping me accomplish this podcast. And again, going back to like, I talk about my dad a lot, but my dad, you know, loved, he loved to learn about people and tell their stories. And he was kind of a storyteller. And I think that's why I love podcasting so much because it's not really to me so much about the knowledge that I have, but I just love to pick people's brain and talk to them and learn about them. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun for me and it really means a lot to me. And I just wanted to say thank you. 
Well, thank you. And it's, I love this podcast and um, I love you. I love working with you. And honestly, it is truly an honor that you trust me with your literal voice. So thank (laughs) you for that. And for you listening, if you, if a podcast is on your bucket list, or if it is now, then I like to offer a completely free launch strategy session to literally anyone who's thinking of launching a podcast though. There's no purchase involved. There's no pressure to work with me or not. It's 90 minutes totally free with me. That sounds like a lot, but it's about a 45 minute strategy session and then time for you to ask any questions you have. And then of course, I'm going to share what my services look like and we'll decide if it's a good fit to work together or not. But either way, I want to help as many people use their voices to, to, to say what they have to say, to say what's on their heart. I think your voice matters and uh, I just want to help people use them. Um, well, tell everybody where they can find you, Sarah. So the best place to find me social media wise is Instagram. It's Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Sarah K heater and my website is Sarah So you can either just message me on Instagram or you can go to my website and sign up for that session. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah. I Thank you for you. having me. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Sarah, it's always a joy to chat with you. We can't thank you enough for all that you've done to make this podcast what it is today and how you continue to help us move forward in this new endeavor. I hope you, the listener, were able to collect from Sarah more knowledge on exactly what podcasting is, how to determine if this outlet is one that you should consider for your own business, and what all podcasting can do for you. It has certainly been a growing experience for all of us at TMA and one we're so very grateful that we took on as a means of connecting with you all on a deeper level. Speaking of this podcast, would you mind taking a moment to leave us a rating or review? If you ever decide to become a podcaster yourself, you'll quickly learn that the ratings or reviews of your listeners are so valuable, not only in growing your podcast, but honing in on exactly what your listener wants to hear. We want your time spent with us to be packed with value and your ratings and reviews help us do just that. So click on the stars and write us a review. We can't thank you enough. So I'll wrap up today with another quote from one of my favorites, James Clear. He said, if you want to be in the top 1% of a particular domain, then you can't take your cues from and follow the social norms of 99% of the people. This is harder than it sounds. We are wired to imitate. The further you want to climb, the more carefully you need to construct your tribe. From Ireland to yours, until next time, friends.